I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing a movie that is good. I mean, do we both agree that it's good? Yeah, absolutely. I felt like um, the reason we haven't done this, I mean, first of all, it's not exactly the genre that, you know, it's not exactly romantic comedy. Um, Really? You don't think so? (laughs) I mean, it's more action than comedy. I mean, it is comedy, but it's a lot more action than romance. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> but the other what I was I, I was going to say is the other thing, the other reason we haven't covered it is that it is actually a good movie. Yeah, um, it, it is a good movie, but um, we're doing requests this month. Um, well, except for one, one week, um, we're picking one, but we're doing requests mostly this month, and this was a request. Uh, so, you know, without any more suspense, it's Mr. and Mrs. Smith from 2005, directed by Doug Lyman and written by Simon Kinberg. If you, if the name Simon Kinberg sounds familiar to you, well, I mean, he's written a bunch of stuff, but a very important thing that he did recently was he directed the Dark Phoenix movie, and it's uh, Simon Kinberg. But yeah, he's mostly a writer. Um, and so he wrote, he's wrote like X-Men Apocalypse and let's see here, X-Men Days of Future Past. He wrote the Fantastic Four movie, Fan Four Stick. He wrote, (laughs) he wrote This Means War. So this is his favorite genre. This is like this is a genre for him. He loves this this action romance thing. He also wrote Triple X State of the Union and the first Sherlock Holmes movie, the Guy Ritchie version, another X-Men movie. Oh, X-Men The Last Stands. That's that's when they started getting bad. He's responsible for that. Wow. He's got range. And a movie called Jumper, which is also directed by Doug Lyman. So, and Doug Lyman He's an interesting guy because his his claim to fame, the film that he got famous for, was Swingers. Ah, uh, yes, classic. Yeah, which is a which is what we call a brocom, a bromantic comedy. Yes, a bra a bromcom. Uh, yes. He also directed Go, which is a nice like nineteen ninety nine like. You know, it's like one of those one of those good movies where it's like it's 1999. So there's like all these characters and like it's all centered around like a party, you know, and there's like drugs. Yeah, it's, like it's like you get to kind of tour a vibe and get to know different characters through that versus having one central character that you're, you know, going deep with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he also directed. Let's see here. The Born Identity. <laughs> Okay. Um, Fair Game, the 2010 one, the the one that no one talks about. Edge of Tomorrow, which is also kind of like an action romance. There's a lot of action romance energy here, which makes sense. So this is a guy who, you know, he knows his genre. I almost think that, like, 
the directing is what really gets this movie because the writing is very much like we're in the 2000s and we're trying to be snarky. Yeah, totally. It's like, uh, yeah, it's very like, you know, cha-ching loads gun and then like says something about the curtains. <laughs> and, you know, Vince Vaughn, I mean, I get Vince Vaughn being in this movie because Doug Lyman is responsible for his career. So like you launched his career. Of course, you have a good relationship with him. But everything that Vince Vaughn says is like so 2000s, because when we first meet him, he's got a wife and he's happy and he's just like only a little snarky. But then after the time jump, him and Gladys haven't like worked out. And so it's he's living with his mother, but he's a contract killer. Here's the thing. Like, the money thing is very confusing to me. Because I was talking to Kyle, Kyle watched this with me. And we had both seen it before in the theater. And, like, we couldn't figure out two things. One, why are Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt so rich? I, I mean, like, and then Vince Vaughn is not rich at all. Like, what does that mean? Because <laughs> they all do the same job. <laughs> Yeah, that was a really great point because I, I I didn't I I I had that question too where I was like why is he living with his mom like he's also working he says he says in the in the movie like in universe that it was by choice because she's the only woman that he trusts but like also like why doesn't he well, buy her in a bigger house yes exactly why didn't you buy your mother a bigger house like yeah. the first like, thing i'm going to do when i have like like money to burn is buy my mom a house like what the fuck yeah exactly like at least like redo her kitchen like you're like the house looked like it was like paneling from the 70s it looks you know? like roseanne's house <laughs> yeah exactly and i was like this because like it it is such a different level of house than Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's. It's okay. So Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's house. I was so confused. Cause it's like, okay, so neither one of them knows that the other one is a spy and like, but, and, but they both, they both have like good jobs, but like, not like mansion good it's weird that neither one of them had any questions about like why they had so much money and why they had a giant house but no children i was i kept thinking about like where were they supposed to be living um i wasn't able to ascertain that i mean i, I guess she was supposed to be working on wall street so i guess that would mean that they would be you know somewhere near new york yeah, they were either like I guess it was it would either be like upstate. I was thinking like Long Island, Long Island, definitely yeah. parts of Long Island. And so I was like, okay, rich Long Island house. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I thought it was weird that they never really like if you're pretending to have the same career for. I mean, they they were together five or six years. Um, for five years. And it's definitely like kind of a corporate job, which both of them were pretending to have. There's going to be holiday parties. There's going to be all of these kinds of things. And like, how did they cover that up from each other all that time and never suspect and never be like, well, so cagey. Well, like late in the movie, there are two reveals. Like, I mean, the whole movie is just like a bunch of reveals because we're basically introduced to like these two people, John and Jane, like, 
John and Jane Smith, like the most fake sounding names ever. And so like you wonder how much of their life is real. And later you find out that Angelina Jolie, whose character cooks dinner that's always ready at seven every day. And no matter what Brad Pitt is doing, uh, no matter who he's killing, he's home at seven. And no matter who she's killing, she's home at seven. And she reveals that she's never cooked a day in her life and that she just, like, has, like, interns and, like, temps, like, coming in to, like, cook dinner and then leave. I want I want the, like, sequel where it's just the interns. <laughs> like, I just want the intern story of, like, what it was like to intern for Mrs. Smith. Because <laughs> that's six years. Because, like, when the film opens, they're in therapy. And, like, Brad Pitt's like, oh, we've been together five years. And she was like, six years. And she keeps on correcting him throughout the whole movie. You would think after the first correction that he would stop like that's an entire okay. year yeah, that yeah, you're missing. It's one thing to like forget the day of your anniversary or whatever. Like I don't know when my anniversary would be, you know, um, like as far as relationship. Um, but it's another thing to forget how many years, like a whole year. <laughs> like if they were maybe if they were in the twenties, you know, they've been together twenty three or twenty four years. But like five or six years is still not that much. It's <laughs> not like. like to forget a whole year like come on that's insane i've been with kyle for four years and i know that i have been with kyle for four years like no one like i know i remember the exact day that we met because four years isn't that long of an amount of time yeah absolutely <laughs> it's so stupid and you met aj like four years ago right yeah we've been together four years um yeah I don't remember what the date was of the first date, but I mean, I know it's been four years and I know the month and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the date just because I'm corny. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like Kyle is also corny and like, cause I forgot it this year and Kyle was just like, our anniversary was three days ago and we didn't do anything. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's really cute. I don't think it where I know the dates. <laughs> We're a good match. We like know the time period and we'll so we'll be like, oh hey. <laughs> it's like around the time that we met. No, I understand. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we could reboot Tinder and like check the receipts, you know, but Okay, so like Let's give the basic plot to this movie because we need to get into why people remember this movie in the first place. Because, I mean, it's good, but it's not like we all remember that. Like, this came out in 2005. It's 15 years later. There's a reason why people still care about this movie, and I don't yeah. think it's the movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, the plot is that, you know, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie meet abroad. They have a fling and decide to like get married super quick. And like both of their, you know, friends are just like, Whoa, what are you doing? And then basically they're both working as assassins, um, secretly for, you know, opposing agencies. And so that's the thing, you know, is like, Oh, they have a suburban life, but secretly like they have these double lives. And then eventually, their double lives come to a head when they're both supposed to kill the same person 
but then they end up like they have to kill each other because they were both at the same place and then they both find out the secret <laughs> so that's like the plot yeah yeah the they plot. end up like having to kill the same person and the person is played by adam brody who like as like since i saw this when i was very young i I retconned the movie to have way more Adam Brody because I felt that he was hot. And I was just like, this is the movie where like Seth Cohen, like he comes to the, he's in the movies. Like that's how I remember it. Of course I was a Gilmore girls person. So it was Dave is in the movies. Let's, let's be clear here. I was a Gilmore girls person. And I was, Adam Brody was fantastic. Like he's not in the movie for very long, but I think he, like even rewatching this, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah, he's not in the movie enough. Like mm-hmm. the fact that I remember him in the movie more means that I wanted more. Like I, I remembered less Vince Vaughn and more Adam Brody, and I think that that's the better cut of this movie. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, I personally don't like Vince Vaughn for a very petty reason, but when I worked at Second City, I did bar backing and serving, and he was annoying when he came there. And so, um, and he like didn't really tip. And so that's my Vince Vaughn. Oh my God. Like I've never really had a strong opinion about his career, but I'm just like, he was kind of a douche. (laughs) Interesting. Like Vince Vaughn kind of like, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that's one night of his life. So I know that it's not fair to judge a celebrity based off one night, but I didn't and so I don't have like um, a deep vendetta or anything, but I'm just like, okay, that was enough to tip the scale. I'm not rooting for him. I'm not rooting against him. The thing about Vince Vaughn, I think, is that like he kind of gets painted as a conservative person in movies. I don't know if he's a conservative in real life. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, let me just check. I mean, there, there's a difference between, like, being a conservative presence in movies and being actually conservative. But for some reason, Vince Vaughn is kind of both somehow. And that's that's interesting. But is that actually rooted in it up to right now? Because I actually don't know for sure. Vaughn but- describes himself as a libertarian. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Totally makes sense. <laughs> but he supports Republican candidates. Oh, the worst of both worlds. <laughs> but, and he is opposed to gun control. Okay. Okay, yeah. So that, like, fully lines up with the roles he's cast as and my one night experience with him. <laughs> yeah, Vince Vaughn is somehow cast perfectly for the exact kind of person that he is. Although that wasn't always the case. Like, if you look at his earlier roles, he wasn't like that. I'm trying to think when he became like that. I think it was the 2000s, I think, is when he just started sounding like a conservative in movies. I never thought that he was one before that, but, like, his... He's the bad guy in Domestic Disturbance. He did Made, which is kind of like a pseudo-sequel to Swingers, but, like, more bro-y. He was in Old School, which is, like... (laughs) Old School is, like, the... It's, like, the moment where, like, all the comedy boys, like, uh, flirted with the idea of being bros, and a lot of them decided not to be. But Vince Vaughn was the one from that movie that decided, yes... He's this like, actually, yeah, this is, like, completely my vibe, and thank you so much for ushering me into this period of my life. 
which yeah. is also known as the rest of my life. Yeah, so by 2005, he is that. And he does and he does Wedding Crashers the same year, and then he does The Breakup in 2006. And, like, that basically cements it, because in those three roles, he is... That is the Vince Vaughn that we know is from those three movies. <laughs> yeah, and it's it seems relatively accurate. I mean, obviously, you know, actors are acting, but... There's usually there's a, a reason why someone gets typecast at, after a certain point. I know that lately he's been doing these like very like pulpy, brutal movies. Like one is called Dragged Across Concrete, which has a name that like has made me never watch it because I imagine what that sounds like and what that looks like. And that sounds disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a horrible title. <laughs> yeah, Dragged Across Concrete. Like, it, like, I feel like that's like if you and your friends in high school are going to start a band and then you're brainstorming names and then one of your friends comes up with the worst name and that's it. <laughs> so, like, what if we were Dragged Across Concrete? <laughs> yeah, um, and he also did a film called Brawl in Cell Block 99, and I've heard that people very much like that and it is made by the same guy who made dragged across concrete so <laughs> that is his new thing his new thing is he is a badass and oh okay sure um but actually the reason why i don't like vince vaughn goes into the reason why people care about this movie now i'm gonna put my gossip glasses on Ooh, we love gossip glasses in 2005 Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie fell in love on the set of this movie, dissolving his marriage with Jennifer Aniston. And I don't think that, um, I'm trying to think, I don't know if Angelina Jolie was actually with anyone at the time. She had, she was already divorced from Billy Bob Thornton. So I don't know if she was actually with anyone in the interim. She might have been single. I'm going to look that up right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like doing research for this movie led to me tweeting a lot about Billy Bob Thornton recently. And a lot of people getting upset about upset at me because I think that he's fuckable. And I have this suspicion that he has a big dick. And for some reason, a lot of people have opinions about Wait, me. Wait, are people offended by that assessment? Yes. Because <laughs> I saw some of your tweets and I thought they were really funny. They uh, are. I didn't catch any um, uh, backlash. But it was, it was very weird because like the tweets went viral, right? And it was like a tweet of, of like him and Angelina Jolie. And like people were like upset because there was like a 20 year age difference, even though Angelina Jolie was 25 years old. So like that's her brain has fully formed. Yeah, you have to make, like, yes, there's an age difference, and there's a lot of conversation that can be had around those power dynamics, sure, but, you know, she's not 19, like, she does, she is a grown woman who gets to make her decisions. She was 25 years old, and she also adopted a child, like, a couple years after they got together. Like, it's like, if she's adopting kids, like, we can't call her a kid if she's adopting kids. Yeah, like, you know, just say you don't like Billy Just say that you don't like the way that they look together. Yeah, yeah, say that you feel weird about the age gap, say that you feel weird about what you have projected or gathered from tabloids about the relationship, but, 
Yeah, I mean, she was 25. She was 25 years old. And, like, the thing is is that they were together for two years, and then they separated, and then they got, like, officially divorced in 2003. So she was already fucking other people. (laughs) Like... (laughs) And she was was single at the beginning of the filming. She Um, was. Yeah. yeah. So Angelina Jolie has a really interesting, like, relationship dynamic where, like... Her first relationship, she was 14, and, like, her mom, which I guess they didn't live with John Voight, because I assume that her mom also hated John Voight, um, her mom let her boyfriend live in the house for the two years that they were together. And, like, her mom's rationale was, like, either she's going to go out, and she's going to have sex, and it's going to be unprotected, and she's not going to be safe, or she's going to have sex in the house, and I can make sure that she's safe. Her instincts are better than most parents. But yeah, I don't know why he had to move in. I don't yeah, I just I guess that. I don't understand why that would need to happen. Like I completely agree that if you're gonna err on any side with parenting as you know as a person who's not a parent, so I really don't know. But uh it's better to just be open and just acknowledge that you know your kids are gonna do what they do at a certain point, especially when they're teens. And it's way better to have open dialogue and be accepting than to be controlling or um, create roles that aren't actually going to do any good. Right. And it's just like, she's not going to, like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think about, like, like if I wasn't, like, a disabled person, I probably would have been go- going out and fucking, like, I would be getting in my car and, like, doing whatever, whatever shitty, like, I get, like, I get the impulse, and I do, I mean... If she was 14, she didn't have a car. Like, 14 and 16 true. are very different ages. This is true. This is true. They were only together for two years, and, like, Angelina Jolie... I think that was like, I I mentioned this because I think that it's very formative for her, that that's kind of how her sexuality started. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. No, that's, I think that is very relevant. How old was her boyfriend at that time? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he was older than her. But he wasn't like an adult, if I remember correctly. Okay, that's good, because that would be... No, that would have been so weird, yeah. I mean, like, I... (laughs) It's interesting. It's such an interesting thing because I like the impulse of like, yeah, if you're going to have sex, you might as well do it in the house and I can make sure that you have condoms. And <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like it's a cool mom. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. But like, I'm also not a parent and like I'm 28. My mom was 22 when she had me. So, like, there's all, all kinds of knowledge that I don't have that she had at my age. And I'm sorry. Like, I just didn't want to have any kids. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Who are you apologizing to? <laughs> to the audience that I don't know more things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I feel like most of our listeners don't have kids. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And, and so, like, she apparently like fell in love with johnny lee miller on the set of um hackers and then they got married and then they separated like very soon after and she was just like oh yeah he's a solid guy um (laughs) i feel like i mean definitely having your first boyfriend live with you for two years that does that sets a stage for very serious like serial monogamy lifestyle um, yeah. if you're dating, you're going to be together and that doesn't mean you'll be together forever, but it's going to be like serious. So even if it's just a year, like that's going to be an intense year. 
Yeah, and I mean, essentially, that's what she does. She's just, like, a very intense person. Like, I know she was with Timothy Hutton, I think, when she when she met Billy Bob, and Billy Bob was engaged to Laura Dern. Like, here's where I take umbrage. Okay. Yeah. No. Engaged to Laura Dern, fell in love with Angelina Jolie, which Laura Dern was, like, 10 years younger than him, and Angelina Jolie was 20 years younger. So he just, like, went down... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's gross as hell. Also, like Laura Dern is so incredible. I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not upset on her behalf in the sense that like she moved on, she's fine, you know. But fuck him for doing that to her then. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucked up. No, like apparently, like she was went off to shoot a movie and she came back and like he ghosted her. Like, yeah, that is like what an asshole. Like, really, dude. It's like, it's so weird. He ghosted her so publicly. Like, she said that she was devastated. It felt like someone died. Like, she was really, like, it really fucked her up, which is like, I would love to watch her beat his ass in a movie sometime. Oh my God, really the best thing ever. Because she she is better than him. I don't need to even know. Like, she, yeah, no, she objectively is. She's like objectively better than I will say probably all of the men in Hollywood. You know, maybe there's a few exceptions, but. Um, yeah, like Billy Bob is a very good writer, but that doesn't that doesn't give you an excuse to just like lock your fiance out of the house. <laughs> a lot of good writers are horrible people to be in relationships with. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I. Yeah, fuck him for that. Yeah, so like, and what's what's worse about it? Because like we like everyone remembers the media firestorm that was Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie because they were like wearing like lockets with each other's blood in it. They were like they were showing up on the red carpet and being like we fucked in the car. Like they were doing all that, and all of that is in a way different context when you realize that he left. An, an actress that everyone knows and everyone knew it happened. Like everyone in Hollywood knew it happened. Like it, I don't think it was as widely reported on as the Angelina Jolie stuff, but it was like everyone in Hollywood knew like it was an open secret. So yeah, that does add a whole nother layer to it. So that just makes him look worse. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah, I ghosted uh, Laura Dern, and now I'm fucking Angelina Jolie in the car, and we're, like, gonna talk about it. I was, it was like, I was about to marry somebody that was, like, in her 30s, but then I realized I could marry someone in their 20s, and, like, isn't that better, fellas? Fellas, you know, you know that feel when you're worried that the woman might have enough life experience that your dick isn't hard? Like, it's so, it's it's such a weird thing, because then, like, so she, so she adopts a child, her, her oldest child, and then Billy Bob didn't want to parent the child. Like, that's, I mean, this is kind of, like, this is where the gossip is, and, like, where, like, this has never been, like, fully confirmed by, I, I think it was confirmed by her, though. Like, I think she said that, like, oh, yeah, I adopted this child, and he, like, abandoned me. Like, she, the, I mean, the thing was is that they were married, and she adopted the child, and he did not. So, that's already, like... Yeah, I mean, it seems, uh, obviously, this is just outside speculation, but it seems like she made that choice 
for herself, which is fine. But if you're married to someone, then yeah, they're going to have an opinion about that. <laughs> yeah. And his opinion was that he didn't want it, which is weird because he has other kids. Maybe that's why he had other kids and he just didn't want to. That's, that's kind of my assumption is that he's like, I'm already a dad and like, you know, subtext might also be, I don't even like it that much. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so she was single and then Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt had been together for like five years and they were like a couple that everybody liked. Like they would do interviews and it was just like, we just smoke weed and like order takeout. Like they were just like a very chill couple. And when you look at pictures of them, they're super chill. Brad Pitt. Oh Yeah. Yeah, Brad. Pitt. We're gonna get into Brad Pitt in a second, but yeah, yes, he oh, was. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, like genuinely, for like a hyper A list couple, seemed like they'd be fun to hang out with. They just seemed so normal. <laughs> the earth, yeah, like like you said, like they smoke weed, eat takeout, you know, um, just like sleep in on a Saturday. It's whatever. Yeah, they were just, like, such a chill couple. And I remember seeing that they had broken up, like, because I've been reading tabloids since forever, um, which people were arguing with me about online. They're like, you're just, you're, you were reading tabloids. It's like, no. Like, I've been reading my mother's people magazines since I was, like, seven years old. I've always been reading tabloids. I don't understand why I have to confirm that to people on the internet. Like, it's not like it's a thing that makes me cool. <laughs> Why are people? That's such a weird thing for people to be like. Actually, you didn't read that. What? (laughs) Like, like, no. Like, I learned how to read when I was five years old, and then I fucking started reading everything. And then, like, sometime, like at around like seven or eight, I picked up a People magazine. I was just like, this is written really clearly. (laughs) This is easy to read. Like, if you, if you, a child can read a People magazine. I don't know if you know this, but they're not saying anything particularly profound. yeah it's very easy to read (laughs) so like I remember seeing them as a couple and I was just like this is cool and then the scandal hit and like it was just like a whole thing Jennifer Aniston has confirmed though that they were already separated um but I don't but it's hard to know if she was saying that to save face or not because like there are also some blind items that they weren't actually separated and she just said that because she didn't want to be part of the drama which of course she ended up being part of the drama regardless I mean yeah she's still part of the drama 15 years later after all of it's over when you know they randomly make eye contact at an event there's always like a twitter hashtag about it it's so weird because like Brad Pitt who is one of Hollywood's biggest hoes which is I'm getting which now we can move on to that Brad Pitt if you ask him like which girlfriend he misses the most he always says Juliette Lewis that's so it's just weird that people think that the answer like even as recently as 2019 he said it was Juliette Lewis like he always has said that so it's weird that people are just like oh he's thinking about Jen like if he is he's like kind of a punk bitch because like why but no it was Juliette Lewis which is another thing um Brad Pitt is Hollywood's one of the biggest hoes and for some reason everybody loves him it, even though he dated Juliette Lewis. He, they started dating when she was 17 and they broke up when he, when she was 20 and he was 27 when they started dating. Ew. Ew. 
Yeah, that's gross. He very like, publicly dated a teenager. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at photos right now. Yeah, it ended when she stopped being a teen. And that's the relationship that he still looks back on the most fond, which, like, there's a lot to unpack there. Because first there's just, like, the, um, you know, uh, statutory predator, like, whole thing. And then there's also, like, that kind of, like, the fact that that's the relationship he still thinks of the most fondly. There's something there. I mean, I think that it's easier to look back on earlier relationships with rose-colored glasses in some ways. You know, he's, he's what, like 50 now? Um, yeah, he's like, um, he is 56 years old. Yeah, so it's easy probably to be like, oh, I was so young. Things were easier. I hadn't been through as much. And therefore, you know, this relationship. But it's also like, okay, but she was literally a child. <laughs> she and was a child. Like, you were like 30 and she was like barely not even old enough to drink at bars yet. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Juliet Lewis, he's 56 and Juliet Lewis is 47. So yeah, he's nine years older than her. Um, and like, it's... I think part of why people are okay with it, which is, like, I think in the 80s, they just didn't care about this stuff. I mean, because a lot of famous people were dating teenagers in the 70s and the 80s, and no one seemed to care. It wasn't really until the 90s that people really started to care. And by and they broke up near the beginning of the 90s, like, before, like, right yeah. before consciousness it, happened. The fact that she was 17, which is not me defending it but the fact that she was like you know i think a lot of people use the excuse of oh she's almost 18 versus like you know if she was 15 or something um you know that that's a line of thought that i still hear a lot in 2020 where it's like okay what's the difference between a 17 and 18 year old teen year old and i'm like why are we having this conversation actually have this conversation in the first place but <laughs> i mean the um, thing is is that like she always has nice things to say about him and i think that that's why he's been able to get away with it because she's never like um, come to the media and been like, yeah, oh, wow, I felt victimized by Brad Pitt. Like, she's never done that. She's always been like, he's a solid guy, he's a great guy, and people were just like, okay, well, we're gonna take that at face value. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's also the point of, like, she felt like she was consenting, and she chose to be in that relationship, and that's a complicated conversation to have when it's, it's complicated when somebody's like 17, 18 and they're like, well, okay, technically they are becoming a legal adult and they're supposed to be an adult in all these other ways. But also like there's these fucked up power dynamics, you know? And so what do you say to like someone who's like, well, I was 20 when the relationship ended and he was only like in his twenties, you know? And that, that's a, I mean, was like 29 when the relationship no, ended. And I'm not defending it. I'm just saying, I think that's like a lot of people will kind of spout the thing of like, well, what if we don't believe her, like, who are we defending? And I'm like, well, it's a culture of pedophilia. <laughs> right. Like, it's a cultural thing. Yeah, I've had similar arguments about like how like Wilmer Valderrama dated Lindsay Lohan when she was like 18, dated Mandy Moore when she was 15, dated Demi Lovato when she was 17. Anyway, Wilmer Valderrama, kind of a creep. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like pedophilia. I mean, okay, some fucking 
reply guy is going to be like, actually, it's a phoebophilia, and I hate that I know that. Um, oh my god, I hate it when people do that. Yeah, there's like this like film like, critic you know that how has... creepy you sound by correcting this, don't you? It's disgusting. <laughs> there's actually this film critic who has me blocked. So whatever you blocked me, so I'm going to talk shit anyway. Sasha Stone, the only woman that I have ever seen make that same argument. I, over it, over it, the philia bullshit. Yes, <laughs> but it's like actually this is different, and I'm like, fuck mm. off, you are derailing this. <laughs> yeah, um, I think like Brad Pitt. The other thing to know about Brad Pitt is that he dated a lot of women that were older than him in the '80s, and then I guess he met Juliette Lewis, and he was just like, okay, now it's just women that are younger than me. Like there was a turn. Like he, like he was supposedly like fucking Gina Davis. He was supposed he was fucking Robin Givens, and there's also like stories about like him having to like sneak out of the house so that Mike Tyson wouldn't beat him up. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, and that is an interesting thing that I I wish I would have specifically compiled a list connected to this point, but like there is an interesting trend with some Hollywood men and just people in general where they're into older women when they're super young, right? When they're, like, in their early 20s, they're like, hell yeah, this 30, the woman in her 30s is hot. And then once they almost be, once they're around 30, then they start to turn it around. Yeah, that ha- that same thing happened to Tom Cruise. Actually, like, when Tom Cruise, like, he got into Scientology because he married Mimi Rogers, who was in, like, an actress that was much older than him, and she was into Scientology, and she got him into it while they were married, and he decided to hold on to it. Just a little fun fact. There's you know, keeping something cute from the marriage. You know, we, <laughs> we learn something from all of our relationships. Sometimes we take away... Um, you know, a gift or a skill or, or memories. And sometimes it's a dedication to a cult. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's different come for us. <laughs> different strokes. But yeah, he, like Brad Pitt dated Gwyneth Paltrow, um, like a bunch of his co-stars. He dated, I'm trying to think, he dated like a lot of famous women, but for some reason they're losing me right now. So let me find it. Because Brad Pitt, like... His hotation was very serious. He, like, had a very serious hotation. Um, Jill Sholin. Um, he was, like, engaged to Gwyneth Paltrow, which was which was super interesting. He it's weird. There are, like, a lot of pictures of him with, like, different women. But for some reason, I am blanking. Even though I've been doing research on this, like... For days, like I went deep into Christina Applegate. We don't talk about that much. Oh yeah, Christina Applegate. Yeah, he was with her. Like there was a thing where he was just like constantly like with his co-stars a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um... Oh yeah, that was like after seven. It's like a bunch of women that we don't talk about anymore, which I feel bad. Like I think that that's why. The names are because it's a bunch of women that we don't really mention anymore. But oh, Claire Forlani um, from Meet Joe Black, <laughs> also. But yeah, it was it was a bunch of people. He was he was basically going hard for a very long time, and then he met Jennifer Aniston, and he was you know that was the one that we all thought okay, he settled. 
he settled down. And like yeah. the coast up. <laughs> oh no, sorry. But... <laughs> Go ahead. Oh no, yeah. I, I I was gonna say I think part of that was okay, he's been hoeing out for a while, you know. Sometimes people hoe out for a long time and then they're like okay, I've hoed out. It's not that they'll never hoe out again, but they're like, actually, I want to like really just go deep and chill with someone. And so I think there's like the timing aspect. But then I also think Jennifer Aniston has the vibe of a woman that Brad Pitt would settle down with. Like she's down to earth. And um, also, I mean, so many of her movie characters were basically women that ho ho men would chill out for. <laughs> like, it is yeah, She's a, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston is a very grounding presence in men's lives, in movies and in real life. It exactly, turns out. and so it makes sense that you know the the public speculation was like betting on that, and it did yeah. happen for a while. Yeah, and then um, he decided that he was gonna fuck his co-star again. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you find something you're good at, um, you do it. And sometimes you have a, a while where you take a break and then you return to it. And that, that's what Brad Pitt fucking co-stars was. Yeah, and I mean, that ended up being his longest relationship. Like, they're not together anymore, but they were together from Mr. and Mrs. Smith till about 2019. So, like, like 14 years. Um, and I really thought that that was going to be it for him, but it's actually oh, not. They were, they were, oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, they oh. were together for 14 years. No, 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 they, they divorced in 2016. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, they didn't divorce last year, because I would definitely remember that. Oh, okay, okay, good, okay. But so, that's still a long time. Um, yeah, 10 years, like. And they, they dated seven years before they got engaged. So they kind of took it slow. Yeah. I mean, um, Hollywood romance. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they really did. And now he's like, he's like fucking like a married woman who's like, who like, it's like, it's like woman who's like 27, but she's married to like some 60 year old guy and he lets her fuck around. And so like, I remember tweeting about it and then somebody being like, good for her. And I mean, that's really like, she is the one that is winning <laughs> here. Oh yes. Um, the 27 year old German model, Nicole Podorowski is reportedly married, but in an open relationship with her 68 year old husband. All that, right. she amazing <laughs> i love that it's an open like 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 that she's in a relationship with him like okay. i mean <laughs> i mean the cut released an article literally tonight that says ah to be in an open marriage and dating brad pitt <laughs> i mean like i almost feel like to be in an open marriage and dating brad pitt is like you're dating brad pitt like where is the marriage like the marriage yeah, is just the, on paper faded off for a minute it's on pause you know um, and you're dating Brad Pitt, and then you will return to your husband when Brad Pitt finds another co-star he wants to fuck. Got <laughs> <laughs> like, another ten years of hotum in him at least before he um, tries to marry a twenty-year-old in his seventies. Yeah, and I mean, so much of this, like Jennifer Aniston, is not in this movie, but her presence is really felt in the movie, and that's not just because of the scandal, but because, like, after this. Um, the media kind of like makes Jennifer Aniston this like tragic figure where like for years they were just obsessed with her. Actually, I think 
they just like a couple they, years ago finally stopped hounding her? Like it was going on for a long time. Yeah, it was like a decade of just like projecting sadness onto her, and it didn't really matter what she said. She'd be like, "I'm fine." She'd be in other relationships. She'd be working, and they'd her. be. Surely you miss Brad Pitt. Of course you want Brad Pitt back. Don't you miss Brad Pitt? And she's like, I'm happy for him. Um, can we talk about my movie now? So, like, the wild thing is, is that, like, after this, after this, like, whole, like, supposed humiliation, she ends up spending many years with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Which is, like, wow. The This movie was such a, this movie, what the fuck was going on during the, the filming of this movie? Like, what were they eating backstage? Because the breakup comes out comes out like the next year, and I think by then, like they were either already dating or they started dating while making the breakup, which is like ridiculous. And so it's like she just like immediately launched into this relationship with Vince Vaughn, and like it's and because it's Jennifer Aniston, like I can't even like it couldn't be like malice like there's no way that she did like you don't get back at being with brad pitt by being with vince vaughn i also just don't think that jennifer aniston would do that so she genuinely liked vince vaughn like loved vince vaughn i mean like that's her life and if she was happy and she enjoyed that moment that's great but damn girl like vince vaughn like and this isn't even about like he's like, it, it's about what we've already said about him. Yeah, well, like, I, there was a time that I thought he was or anything. This is just about his essence, the essence of Vince Vaughn. Yeah, he because, like, not good in bed energy. No, he does not have good in bed energy. Like, he was, I actually thought that he was pretty handsome in the 90s and in, like, the early 2000s. Like, by this movie, he wasn't handsome anymore to me. But, like, yeah, when and, younger. Yeah, totally. And and he doesn't have a good energy, in my opinion. Like, he... Yeah, I mean, he embodied Wrigley Field. Um, <laughs> just, like, Wrigley Field as a man. <laughs> I was watching um, Jurassic Park 2, like, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 2, and he, like, speaks Spanish in it, and I was so thrown off by Vince Vaughn, like fluently speaking spanish i was like there's no fucking way <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if there's a pivot and he's just like in all these international films <laughs> he's like flu he reveals that he's fluent in multiple languages he he ends up in the indie film circuit he uh becomes a socialist i oh you know i will always give you know room for a redemption arc i would love if vince vaughn surprised us yeah, no, I would, I would love that too. Like, yeah, so that that relationship didn't work out probably because like the popper, like I wouldn't say like I feel like the paparazzi had something to do with it because like it was her rebound and like people wouldn't leave her alone. And then she got with um, God, what's his name, Justin Thoreau, which was her like longest thing. Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Justin Thoreau goes to my roommate. My roommate works at Moscot, Chris. Shout out to Chris. Um, Justin Thoreau goes there to get glasses. And the owner of that shop is like very obsessed with him and like will bring him up at all times and be like, Justin Thoreau's coming in again. I have him in my phone. And then Justin Thoreau will come in and just be like, 
really awkward while this owner is like, here, have free glasses. And for some reason, that's just like my favorite. I don't know. I just love imagining this actor that we all know, but also don't know going into this glasses shop in Manhattan and just this, this like millionaire who sells glasses, just like having this crush on him. (laughs) That's so cute. I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie, it's like, this movie was just like the, um, the star that exploded into a million tabloid stories. Yeah. Cause then like, you know, it, it really did. Cause like, even when, when she, I remember when she got engaged to Justin Theroux and then it was like, when's the wedding? And then it was just like hounding her about when the wedding was. And then when the wedding like took time, everybody was like, is Jen going to be left again? (laughs) Yeah. And it's so like, I hate that. I hate projecting that desperation onto her. Like just make Brad Pitt be an asshole. It's like, it's like the media or the, just the culture couldn't just, call Brad Pitt an asshole. So it had to try to offload the emotions onto to Jennifer Aniston and just like make her sad instead of making him an asshole. It's like, yeah, no, we still want to love him, but we also know that something broke here. So we're going to put it onto her. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a mess. Like she was with Justin Thoreau for seven years. And I, all I remember from those seven years is people like, wondering if he was going to leave her and it's such a weird thing because it's Justin Theroux like he's he's fine like he's not unattractive but he's also just like a fucking weirdo and I don't even mean like like I got that from tabloids I mean just like his essence is a fucking weirdo it's weird that we're like oh Justin Theroux is too good for Jennifer Aniston no he's not yeah, I mean that. I mean, it honestly just feels like misogyny because <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, speaking of misogyny, to circle back to this movie, so like the whole thing is like they're they have trouble in their marriage or whatever. Like that's Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know the movie that we're supposed to be talking about. Um, yeah. They have trouble in their marriage and they're like in therapy. And it's such a weird thing because you're watching two incredibly attractive, charismatic people like talk about like how they're not having sex and like and also they're like smiling all through the therapy session like they're lying to the therapist about how well they're doing. And it's just it's so weird. And it's like the old joke was how good these two attractive people ever not be having sex and like they're not anymore so here we are <laughs> yeah i know that it is funny okay. that they like they manifested that in their real lives um <laughs> without yeah, they're like, we're tired of this joke <laughs> right it's like but they're so hot why would there be any issues <laughs> isn't that all there is it's just all hotness it's weird though because like their relationship is very like they don't know anything about each other. They have nothing to talk about. And then they're wondering why they don't really have a relationship. And like, whenever we see them interact, it's like, they're like playing house. But yeah, there's really nothing tense. there. Um, yeah, it's really tense. And it's, I mean, it's like they connected, you know, I mean, for her, she just viewed him as a cover, but he really had feelings. Um, and 
it's like they had the lust and the romance and then because their romance couldn't actually be real because they couldn't actually be emotionally intimate then that fades and then the lust kind of faded too because it was like I don't even have anything to lust after because I don't know who this person is even though they didn't realize they didn't know the other person it you know so there's just this tension hanging and it's like yeah it's it's very it's not the same tension that it's supposed to mimic, you know, because one of the jokes of the movie is like, look, it's just it's a couple that's having problems in their marriage and they're falling out of love and they're like this suburban relatable thing. And then the joke is that they're not because they're actually assassins. Right. But like their tension isn't at all like a suburban couple going through stuff because they don't have anything real. (laughs) They just seem like they want to kill each other from minute one and then they start killing each other later and you're like, oh, that was what I was seeing. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, they don't have, like their tension isn't actually laced with years of like love and pain because it was all an act. So it's really just awkwardness. Um, Which Yeah. It's weird because, like, when they meet, there's, like, all this passion and they're in Mexico and they're fucking and, like, this music is playing and stuff. And then they go to, like, like a carnival. I love that they that movies like this always manage to have a carnival where somebody wins something. And then it's just, like, one of them, per, like, pretends not to be able to shoot and then one of them, like, shoots well. And it's such a weird thing because it's, like, they can both shoot. It's just that one of them made the choice not to be good at shooting that day. Yeah, I know. And it, and like the fact that Angelina Jolie is like really good at shooting in, in like an over the top way. Like she didn't even let herself miss once. And then he's like, oh, where'd you learn to shoot like that? And she's like, oh, beginner's luck. Like that is not beginner's luck. That is no, like, yeah, it's weird. There's just like all this weird tension but they like go to parties and they like have friends and I keep wondering how they like that when they have the party and then they have to like go talk to their friends it's so uncomfortable because it's like why do these people hang out with them they never say anything (laughs) yeah like they're not really bringing anything to it like when Angelina Jolie has to hold the baby it's like such an awkward moment I was so upset for that baby (laughs) I felt so bad. I was like, that baby is just trying to exist right now. Just give it to someone else. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, though, because, like, the movie basically tries to make the argument that, like, Brad Pitt kind of always loved her and that she, like is, like, incapable of love or that she's, like, too, like, cold and calculating and that, like, everything is too perfect. Like, they argue about the curtains and, like, other shit. And, like, I... <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I was always just a mark to you. And she's like, yes, cold, hard math. And it's weird because it's, like, supposed to make us empathize more with him. But I'm like, but you were both lying. Like, it's equal. Like, you were both right. lying. Right, it's very weird. The movie decides that she is the emotionless one and that he is the more emotional one. And you can even see that in the kills because, like, Brad Pitt, like, kills people by just, like, being their buddy and then killing them. Like, this, like the scene where he's just, like, playing cards with these guys and they're like, oh, where's Lucky? And then Lucky shows up and then it's just like, what are you doing in my chair? And he's like, oh, you're Lucky? And then just shoots him. And it's just like, he's just nice and then he murders them. Meanwhile, like, Angelina Jolie just shows up she does the job she leaves I would prefer if someone's gonna murder me I would prefer them to not be nice just murder me you know like 
just stop pretending. Stop trying to make yourself feel better. Just just murder me. So in that sense, I think that her murdering was more ethical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, when they find out, like, that they're both agents, they start, like, trying to murder each other. And it's like, Angelina, once again, Angelina Jolie, she just wants to make the kill. Meanwhile, Brad Pitt's just like, I never liked your cooking. It's just not your gift. Yeah. <laughs> You do care, like you just found out the marriage was fake, so she doesn't care. Like, (laughs) it's like it's a movie where like I could like rail on it and be like, this is sexist, but like it's like self evidently sexist. Like I don't like. I think that the movie knows that it is. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that it knows that it is, and I I don't know that I would go so far as to say that the movie's like trying to comment on itself in that specific area, I think it's just kind of trying to make fun of the tropes of like the married suburban couple, um, fights. And there's a lot of misogyny in those tropes. So, you know, those yeah, are I thought a lot about American beauty while watching this. Like these are American beauty fights. Yeah. They're totally American beauty fights. Um, and, and it's also like, you know, if you're in a relationship for a really long time, like you're going to have fights about things that seem small and usually they're about something bigger. <laughs> like, so that's not always like this. Um, I don't know this, like, Oh, this suburban trope thing. But like in this movie, all of it is just, yeah, it's just tropes being served up. And I think, I mean, I think that, I think that the movie is funny in moments, but they're both so, um, like, we don't really know who they are, so I don't really care about them. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, Brad Pitt just, they give Brad Pitt all of the, like, the, like, the coupley lines, like, he's just like, oh, I'm gonna go home and burn everything I ever bought for you, and I'm just like, I don't know, you're both rich, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, they are, and, and, like, she, um... At one point, she tells him that there's no place she'd rather be. Like, they're basically about to go out and try to not get killed because they're both being tracked down now. And they, like, have some flirtation about how they could be on a boat instead. And she's like, actually, I'd rather be here. And so that's, like, one of the few moments where she's supposed to be tender. And then he's kind of like, oh. And then she's like, anyways. And she, like, gets the gun. I do, like... I do like the scene where they demolish their house and then just, like, start fucking on, like, the glass and the rubble. Yeah, I love that scene. I thought that was choreographed really well, and it was, like, satisfying. It was very cathartic. It was a very cathartic scene. And then having the neighbors come over and check in on them and be like, are you guys okay? And then them, obviously, you know, they just fucked. So then the neighbors are embarrassed. I, I liked that. I thought that was a funny. I joke. loved the neighbors. The neighbors were great. Cause I kept on being like, those neighbors hear everything that's happening right now. And then right when I was like, they have to know the door opens and I'm like, there they are. Yeah. Like I, I'd forgotten about the neighbors checking in and I was like, I also empathize with the neighbors. Cause I was like, they must be so confused. <laughs> like they must really wonder what's happening and if their neighbors are safe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I love the Bill's line. It looks like you're redecorating. (laughs) Yeah, it's like so awkward. I was like, what else would you say? I I love these regular married people. (laughs) 
Yeah, but there's just like a whole lot of shit. Like there's like a fighting. There's one part where they're, like they're getting ready to fight and Kyle mentioned that they do like a Mortal Kombat stance, which like they do. It's just like prepare to fight. <laughs> like, yeah, I know cool. the action is like very purposefully cartoony in a lot of scenes. And I, there's a part where, like, Angelina Jolie is winning in the fight and she's just like, who's your daddy now? <laughs> I did love that. Yeah, Angelina Jolie saying, who's your daddy? <laughs> yes, really, I mean, I would just love that. Like, if my ring, if my phone rings and it was just Angelina Jolie being like, who's your daddy? <laughs> I mean, that would be a great phone ring and it'd also be a good conversation piece because people would be like, wait, what? What was that, what was that from? Can we talk about that? So, yeah, it's interesting because, like, Angelina Jolie in this movie is, like, really flexing her comedy chops. Like, she's, like, really funny. She's very, like, physically funny. And, like, when she does a line, it kind of hits more than Brad Pitt's lines because, like, Brad Pitt, I feel like, is playing Brad Pitt, where Angelina Jolie is playing a character. I agree with that. Because he's just, like, he just keeps on looking at the camera in scenes. It's just like, you know me. You love me. I'm Brad Pitt. Like, I felt the same way about his performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where I just felt like the entire thing is that you love Brad Pitt. You love him so much that you don't care that his character killed his wife. Like, Right, like, but, you know, we don't know her anyways, back to Brad Pitt. We don't know her, like, she's not a real person. She's obviously worth more. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like in this movie, like, because he's playing the one who, like, falls in love first and she falls in love second it's like we're supposed to love him because like he like even through all of the lies like he loves oh yeah I love it when they're just like naming the things that they lied about even though like he gets so much angrier about her lies like I loved that she brought she brought an actor to their wedding to play her dad me too and then and then he's really going in on her and she's like you're a hypocrite though (laughs) like like, yeah they're both both just throwing stones at the glass house that they already shattered together Um, he's He's like, I can't believe you weren't actually in the Peace Corps. And then he's like, I can't believe that I brought my real parents to our wedding. That was a funny line. I liked that one. (laughs) I also just like, like, how much are his parents in their lives? (laughs) Like, I love that question, too. I was like, wait, you're still actually in touch with your parents? Like, what? How does that work? Yeah, how does that work? Because, like, Angelina Jolie is an orphan, so it actually makes sense that there's, like, no story there. But he does, he was raised by loving parents, and he became an assassin. That's... Like, that's a whole movie there. What's that about, dude? Yeah, like, that's that's a whole, that's a whole different genre of movie. (laughs) Like... Yeah, and of course the twist of the movie, when they finally do get Adam Brody, the twist is that... Um, their agencies realized that, like, they were married and decided that they were going to use Adam Brody as bait so that they could kill each other. 
because they know too much. And so, like, then they realize that everybody that they're working with was lying to them. Except for, oh, yeah, we haven't even mentioned Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington plays Angelina Jolie's best friend. But because Angelina Jolie is being written as a cold character, there's not a lot of scenes with Kerry Washington. But when she's there, she's lovely. Oh, yeah, she's great. Kerry Washington. Yeah, love her. Love to see her. Wish there was more of her. Because she's just, like, nice. Like, even when she when she realizes that everyone's trying to murder Angelina Jolie, she's like, okay, I'm going to help you this much, and then this is where I cut off. And then she's just, like, she's just so sweet, you know? she's She really cares about Angelina Jolie, but she's professional, whereas Vince Vaughn cares about Brad Pitt as an, uh, and is unprofessional, like, constantly. Yes, they're from very different ends of the friendship scale when it comes to, like, how they balance the fact that they're co-workers and best friends. I also did think that it was nice and realistic that both of them only have friends that they work with. Because, yeah. Um, it, I feel like it would be so much harder to believe if they had friendships outside of their job. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, like, real ones, not just going to a couple's house. Yeah, yeah. It was, oh my god, it was just so cute. Carrie Washington was like, good luck, babe. And I'm just like, oh, I hope that, like, when this is all over, that she hooks up with Carrie Washington again. And they're just like, and they just like have maybe if it's just one brunch, just one brunch. I just want the one brunch for her. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, like, through the entire, like, trauma of everyone trying to murder them, they they somehow manage to live through it because I they get something that, like, is more needed than them. Um, that was the whole thing, like, get something that they want more than what they have. And I don't remember what that was. What was it? Um, I don't remember, to be honest, because the last 20 minutes, like, this movie should be half an hour shorter. It does not need to be two hours and ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's definitely too long. But they find something and they get out of it, and then they meet back with a therapist, and then like Brad Pitt, like to the end, playing this weird puppy dog man is just like, aren't you gonna ask us how much we're having sex? And then he just like holds up his hands. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, we get it. You fuck a lot now. You fuck a lot now because you know each other. <laughs> That's yeah. why. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, none of us were worried. <laughs> like, we're not worried about you. Um, like, well, because, like, at the beginning of the movie, they won't answer the question. And I'm just like, okay, so they're not having sex at all. I'm supposed to believe that? Yeah, that, yeah. Like, yeah. even if, like, even if you don't know each other, it's like you're both in bed together and you're both like immaculately groomed all the time and like I didn't get the sense that either one of them was cheating at all no definitely not I don't think that they would even have time for it you know maybe when they were on a gig you know a one night kind of thing but definitely not anything sustained yeah also there's oh yeah there's a scene where they talk about like in my opinion i thought it was how many people they killed and like angelina jolie says 312 and (laughs) and then brad pitt's like high high 50s or 60s i don't really count and like kyle thought that it was like how many times they've had sex and i was like no it has to be kills right like they don't like people to have a lot of sex i feel like that's definitely kills Definitely. 
But I think that it was written in a way where it could, you know, have a double entendre there. Oh, yeah. Just like, I mean, I do, I like, I don't know, 312 is a lot. Like, I've had sex with like 50 people. Um, but I also haven't lived as I don't know. Angelina Jolie was in her twenties when this movie was filmed. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, she was she was either my age or younger. So I just don't know how she would have time because I don't have time to have sex with 300 people. <laughs> yes, like I don't know. That's a number that you hit when you're like 40, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess if she was doing a, a different person a week for a couple of years, um, for like six years, then she could hit 300. That's my um, sex positive math. <laughs> That's exhausting. But all right, girl, you know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. So, yeah, I mean, it's weird. This movie isn't bad. I mean, it's like, it's good. But like I said, it's... It, it, the, this movie, the reason that people remember it is because there's these A-list actors and there's a huge tabloid story around it. And even the people who aren't necessarily invested in the tabloid stories or in Brangelina or in any of that, that's part of why it is remembered. Even if that's why they don't realize that's why they remember it. That's part of why this movie has been immortalized. <laughs> Yeah, and I do love that this was written by the same person who wrote This Means War, and everybody hates that movie, and everyone remembers this movie fondly. I Like, I wonder how different the writing actually is. Maybe it's the direction that really gets it, but I don't know. I felt like a lot of similar vibes from both scripts, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that This Means War was after this. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's always funny to me when the worst thing comes later. It's not It's not that, you know, art is a natural progression always, but it is funny when it's a similar genre and it's way worse, and you're like, how is this way worse seven years later? Yeah, it's weird, man. Like, you know, so, like, I we don't really need to, like... Uh, like suggest anything else because this movie is perfectly fine and you can watch it I guess if you want to watch something else like it you can watch Girls Point Blank which like is in my opinion funnier but like that's really it's really it like <laughs> yeah absolutely you can watch both of them you can have a day of it yeah it's like, it's, like it's a good day at the movies i do i do feel like i need to mention that there is another movie like this that was made like i think after this means war and it's um called night and day and i feel like we i feel like if we were able to talk about this movie for an hour i mean even though we were talking about other shit i feel like we could cover night and day and i honestly can't remember if it was good or not so what i might do what we could do is just like watch it and see like how we feel about it i've seen night and day like twice and i can't remember anything so that's not a good sign um yeah, not remembering means that it's well, it's not memorable. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. So that's a, so that's another one where it's just like two big A-listers. But, you know, they didn't fuck because Cameron Diaz has always had, like, much chiller taste. <laughs> so yeah, like, Tom, just let me live. Like, 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 Cameron Diaz wouldn't fuck somebody with so as little chill as Tom Cruise does. Yeah, I mean, she's... She's happy and married and retired. 
Yeah, she's happy married. She's retired. She's a mom. Like, I understand, girl. Like, even though you're married to someone from Good Charlotte, I have questions, but as long as you're happy, it's fine. I would like you to come back to movies, but, like, I won't be greedy. You've done some amazing performances. Anyway, we love Cameron Diaz on this podcast. I mean, I, 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 love, the, I, I love the fact that she hangs out with Nicole Richie just because they're married to the twins, the brothers. <laughs> married to the twins from Good Charlotte. I truly, you know, whatever works. I, I love it. It's so funny to me. It, it just brings me back to MTV days. Um, it's so weird. It's like if, like, the people from Laguna Beach, like, married, like, the Blink-182 guys. Like, I'm just like, why are these two worlds meeting? I I don't know, but it's really funny to watch on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should um, follow... <laughs> Benji and Joel Madden, Nicole Richie, and Cameron Diaz on Instagram. That's my homework for you. Um, I, I don't follow them, so I can't wait to see how weird that shit is. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it's, it's, I think the weird part of it for me is most of the time it's not, and then randomly there's a post, and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what is life? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this, this movie is good. It's fun. There's a lot of, you know, celebrity gossip and history around it. And we are going to be doing requests. Um, the rest of this month, we're also going to be doing some re- more requests throughout the fall. Um, so if you're a patron and you've requested and you wonder, where did my request go? It went into the abyss. Do Jordan and Bronwyn care? We do care. And we appreciate you and we appreciate your patience. And we're going we're gonna to do some awesome, fantastic, bad movie requests i am bronwyn isaac yeah i'm jordan searles and you know all the other stuff this has been a long episode you know all the other stuff yeah <laughs> where to find us all of those things are our, our uh, theme song is by clutch douglas um we love you yeah yeah, you know, take care of yourself, get a flu shot. I need to get a flu. I'm saying this for myself. I need a, to get a flu shot immediately. Um, well, I do that too. Yeah, do what you got to do. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week with, I don't know if we're going to do a request next week or if we're going to, no, we'll do a request next week. We'll end the month with the non-request. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Oh, yeah.